Indian and cowboy, indigenous, independent, and listener-supported, rooted firmly at the intersection between digital media, podcasting, and indigenous storytelling. Welcome to Otenso Square, Kitsikisiko, Mate in Space, Chelsea Valnitsigason. Oh, so in it's Yagason. Matusakaknik Nitotsin. Oh, Tusquanik Nitotsin. How's it going? Long, awkward silence. No, it, no, it's, I was waiting for them to tell us how they were doing. Maybe. Wait, not answer. Is this like the polka dot door? What? Do you, ever, do you ever watch that as a kid? The no, polka dot door? It was like a, it was the kids' show of my generation. I, I mean, do you mean like the kids' show out of like the only thing that you got on your satellite TV? We didn't have satellite TV then. It was Farmer Vision. It was like okay. three channels. <laughs> so, and one of them was like the French channel, so like, it was really like two. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the polka dot door. She would like look into her, her like her mirror or whatever it was at the end and like name people's names. She'd be like, I see Sally and Jesse and Chelsea. Terrifying. And and you would like she want to see your did she would say your name? Well not, I never She would know that you were watching? Well you were supposed to write in and get your names called, but the, oh. I never got my name called. It was never. A Did Chelsea. you ever write in? Um, well, no, but it's okay. I, it's that actually like, that makes me feel a little better because that's like some like Saint Nick sees you when you're sleeping, knows when you're awake. So. Okay, that would be creepy, but like I don't know. Okay, so maybe it was my fault for not writing in, but you know, if my parents had really loved me, it's true, they would have written. They would have secretly written in, and then she would have been like, the hell of you. I, you know, I see Chelsea, and I would have been like, oh my god, she sees me, see me, see me. <laughs> the show sounds like the worst thing ever. No, it was great. I don't know, man. No, it was know. great. I'll t- I'll have to take your word for it, but secretly disbelieve you. Okay. Well, yeah. Whatever. I'm sure it's better than whatever stupid thing you watched when you were a kid. Uh, I only watched high quality television. Like what? Uh, Law and Order. <laughs> As a kid, a, that was yeah, your kid show. Story. Yeah, <laughs> I love Law and Order when I was a kid in sixty minutes. What? That's, that's what made me the fine, upstanding adult I am today. You watched sixty minutes as a kid? Yeah, that was my, me and my parents' like Sunday thing. So if if I were to play like the intro with the like the ticking t- uh, like stopwatch or whatever, yeah, yeah. you just get all nostalgic. Totally, and, like, love it. Every time it got close to to five two, I got really excited because I loved uh, what was his name? Is it Mickey Rooney? What? And remember, he would always kind of do that satirical take on the news. He's probably like, in retrospect, I'm sure he was a huge asshole. But at the time, when I was a kid, I can't believe you said those really nasty good. things about the polka dot door and you watched 60 Minutes. Uh, as a 60 kid. Minutes was a good show for me as a kid. This, you know what? This sounds like classism to me. What? Yeah, like your your parents Wait, are you were trying to like make you, you like, like more intellectual? This is like Farm how you like Oreos. 60 Minutes is what you're saying. Well, probably did. Probably did. But but but, but you know. What's 60 Minutes when you have Three's Company? I don't even know what that or is. Or Gilligan's Island. I have heard of that because everybody just makes jokes about oh, it. About Ginger? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is the generation gap, folks, that you're hearing right here. I mean, is it the generation it gap? Is. It I is. I feel like, you know, Mickey Rooney was closer to your age than he is to my age. 
I mean, I mean that in, like, strictly a physical he sense. Like, he like, was, like, 60 when yeah, I was a man, kid. you're closer to 60 <laughs> than I am. <laughs> That's just well, a fact, dude. You know, I, that, that really fits into what we're watching, because we're, ta- you know, we're talking about, like, like you know, old ages and generational differences and stuff. Yeah, I feel this like... movie is really about those generational yeah, divides yeah, and yeah. how to bridge them. Wow. Wow, that was synergy right there. Whoa. Thanks. This, is, this got real deep. Amazing. Amazing. So incredible. Okay, Chelsea, what are we drinking today? Oh. clearly this is having an effect on our fun conversation. <laughs> we, you know, the bottle is not even empty yet. I don't understand. I've only had one glass. I can hardly talk. It's good. It's that it's mushroom so- sauce. I'm still so apoplectic about it. <laughs> Use of apoplectic. <laughs> but actually, it's very accurate. I know, right? Okay. So we are drinking a wine which fittingly is called Bastardo. And it's a vin de mul- demi dulce rosu. So it's like a. Wait, s- do you actually know how to pronounce that? Sure. I don't even know what language that is. I don't is. know. Limitata vin demi dulce rosu. The English is at the bottom here, yeah. but even. I know. I still don't really get. I, I've never seen an S with a little, like, uh, Sildi in the thing. bottom there thing. I think. I've I've seen that, but it's a it, it's a shh sound. Yeah, it's like that. Yo, but is this I don't like know. Romanian or something? Because <gasps> they make that like, would be yeah. so perfect. Holy crap! It is. Oh my god! We have to cheers. This is the best day of our lives. Clink. Oh my god! We didn't even know. Drink, drink. Mm. Oh no wonder it's so oh delicious. Oh my god! We're having such a fabulous time today. This is amazing. It's a Romanian wine, and you'll soon understand why that's so. It's made in Moldova. Oh my god. Okay. What does that even mean? I, I don't know, but it, it reminds spooky, me of like, the Ghostbusters, that guy, like the, the Emperor of Moldovia or whatever oh, that yeah. made up his yeah. Um, okay. Grown in Etulia, micro region of Moldo- Moldova, only 10 kilometers from the Danube Delta, this off dry, hand harvested wine from the Bastardo Magarachi grape. Exhibits Ooh. a dark ruby red color, it silky, mm. displaying flavors of wild sour cherries and violets with a subtle touch of tannins. On the palate, it has a smooth, well-balanced, velvety finish. Food pairings, beef, steak, or schnitzel, or mushroom burgers from yep. Burger Baron. Yeah, definitely paired well with that. Yeah, yeah. Also, remember what you said when you dr- first tried it? You were like... It's fruity and robust, but with a dry finish. That's right. Yeah, yes. you called it. I know. You called it. It's weird because, yeah, you, you take a sip and you think, oh, my God, this is going to be like one of those really gross, sick, sweet Super wines. Super sweet, yeah. Because it's really fruity. But then, yeah, it, it, it doesn't finish like that. It finishes almost like a Cabernet. So Whoa. You actually... <laughs> are you a sommelier? Did you go to secret sommelier in high school or something? I, I don't even know what that is. Um, okay, Moldova, is that, that's like, is that a country? Or is that like a region? Because... Wait, let's just, uh, I'm, well, I'm going to say region because region could also mean country, and then I sound like I know geography. Right. There's even, like, a map on here, but. Ooh, let's see. Where there, the, oh. see, there's the Atulia. <laughs> I like um, how they, they put, like, the, the, the directions the, on yeah, there, north too. Yeah, so, like, I would know, but I don't, wow. Hmm. Okay, very cool. Anyway, I, I'm just going to go with Romanian because it's got Romanian on the front. So Sweet. Why does it matter that it's Romanian? What did we watch? Oh, that's a great question, Chelsea. I would be so happy to respond to it. <laughs> so we decided to watch on this fine, beautiful Sunday afternoon the movie What We Do in a Sh- the Shadows, which is a really hilarious New Zealand film. Uh, and it is... Uh, where a documentary team films the lives of a group of vampires for a few months. The vampires share a house in Wellington, New Zealand. Turns out vampires have their own domestic problems, too. <laughs> Do they ever? Do they ever? And and uh, what I thought was interesting is the movie actually starts with, a, like, 
you know, a documentary stamp, like a New Zealand documentary mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's fake too, but whatever. Uh, okay, so what's interesting about this uh, this movie is that it it's not really um, well it hmm. It doesn't have the normal portrayals of indigeneity that we usually choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it was written and directed. Um, I think it was written by Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement. I didn't actually look it up. Mm. Um, but I think it's also directed by Taika Waititi. Mm. So it is Maori made and Maori starred. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, one of our questions going into this was, is this an indigenous film? Is it? I mean, there's if there's no overt portrayals of indigeneity, is it? An indigenous film? Well, one of the cool things about this movie, of course, is that, you know, the vampire trope is one that is, like, super, super white, and in a lot of ways very white supremacist. Mm-hmm. But it, this movie stars, you know, essentially, like, indigenous vampires or vampires of color. Yeah. Um, so, also just, like, that subversion of that genre I found really, really interesting. Mm. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, too, once again, they don't do anything that's overtly indigenous. You know, right. it's all about sort of the... You know, the classic stereotypical vampire aesthetic. They do things that are kind of stereotypically vampire-ish um, in sort of the, the European sense, right? It's right. not about, like, what if indigenous people became vampires. Yeah, they're not even indigenous. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, in the in the movie where he comes from Germany or something? Where does he come from? Yeah, I think Viago comes character. from Germany. Yeah. Vladislav is clearly... Oh, wait, wait. wait we yeah, okay, 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 okay. But anyway, just... We'll, we'll come back to this over and over again, but it, it was very interesting to think about, like, is this an indigenous film? And I want you guys... Like, we don't have the definitive answer on this, but we we definitely wanted to do something, um, you know, that was... That was that had, like, sort of had been produced by indigenous people, mm-hmm. at least, to, to see. Because, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh man, opens up with that hateful old alarm sound that we talked about before. That the youth of today just will not understand. Yeah, that deep, that deep, like soul-crushing trauma. Yeah, they won't, they won't get that feeling of dread when they watch like old movies from the '80s and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll just be like, "Why does everything sound the same? Nobody changed our ringtones." I feel like, like I watch a lot of movies with my grandmother, and Mm. I feel like whenever we've watched movies from the Cold War era, Mm. I think it's kind of the same that you miss certain signals. Yeah. yeah, she she will always like she'll always be talking to me about like you know how this you know symbolizes the Cold War. This really captures the feeling that everybody had yeah. you know when she was growing up during that that era. Yeah, and I'm just like wow. Uh-huh. And what do we have to capture <laughs> our our lives? That flipping sound, that alarm. Meh, 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 meh. It's six o'clock. Get up. You hate your life. Yeah, yeah. Or it's five thirty because you have to get up early. You oh. super hate your life. Yeah, yeah. Or when you you know when you wake up like two minutes before that alarm used to oh, go off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you're, you're like, like oh. and you're kind of drowsy. And you're like, what's going on? I what's should turn it off on? before it goes off. But you your hand slips. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fumbling, and, yeah. and you know, and and it starts going off before you can turn it off, and it's like, and then it's so shocking that oh. your hand flies up and smacks <gasps> you in your own face. Yeah. Oh my the god. Worst. Kids these days. Kids don't get these it. Days. Yeah, they get to set their alarm to like the radio. Yeah. But like they not can, even like, listen radio, to Bubba tunes. Like future radio off right? the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They can be like uh, listening to Nicki Minaj or They don't know our struggle. They don't know. Mm. They're waking up all happy and whatever, man. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, so okay. Movie opens. <laughs> I feel like every time we have this alarm happens in these movies, it's, we it's just a, spend like ten minutes. Well, you know what? I, like, it's an important thing. I, kids That's these true. days, when you're listening to this, <laughs> uh, this historical 
podcast, you know, like yeah. 300 years into the future, you're going to be like, what was that always about? Yeah. You know, and now we just told you what it's about. But maybe, maybe, your maybe life. one day there's going to be some kind of hipster revival. Movement. You know how like all the hipsters are wearing those super colonial beards right now? Yeah, they're yeah. all going to be like a with that. revival. Just to like yeah. hate themselves. Yeah. And hair shirts. <laughs> well, fuck it. If you're going to use that awful alarm, you might as well wear a hair shirt. <laughs> yeah, just really, really go all out on the well, suffering. Because the thing is, too, when hipsters, like, reach back in, in time for certain things, it's not like they really stick to, like, a few decades. It, it's like, well, you know, early 18th century, a little bit of 19th, uh, some 20, mid-21st century. They mix it all up. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah, like, I love my colonial facial hair, but I'm still going to wirelessly charge my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it right, hipsters. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Uh, okay, anyway, so. Should they make it out of their own hair? <laughs> Probably. Okay. They could knit it. Oh my god, there's these nuns yeah. uh, in Montreal. There's like a convent of nuns that make dolls out of their own hair. They make hair dolls. I have a friend who was like studying them. Yeah, apparently they're super weird. Anyway, and of course they're all super old because who's joining a convent to make hair dolls these days? What the hell? Yeah, true facts about Montreal. Everybody thinks it's all cool and artsy. No, that's not cool. That's like the scariest thing I've ever heard. I know. It's, could you imagine? Is that like the convent down in the old port? Like the really I don't, old one? No, I don't think it's that one. I think it's like, they're not going to give that prime real estate to a convent of hair doll nuns. <laughs> I'm sure the hair doll nuns are like there's way a off. Doll nuns. Yeah, anyway. So, okay, where were we? Uh, back in, <laughs> I'm pouring ourselves some more wine okay. because that was really disturbing. That was creepier yeah, than this movie. Yeah, apparently it's actually terrifying. In oh there. my god. Uh, okay, so. Oh my god. Um, Vampire. Yes, the alarm goes off. <laughs> Levitating out of a coffin. coffin. So awkwardly. Like, Taika Waititi is so funny in this movie because he's he's like, he's exactly how you would feel if you had a documentary crew following you around and you're a little bit shy. Yeah, he like just always kind of like. He makes awkward eye contact with the like the camera. He's like always smiling, like kind of shyly, like, hello. Like, it's so cute. Here you are. Here I am doing my thing. Trying to act natural. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he like awkwardly levitates out of his casket kind of like slowly he'll stop he'll look at the camera he'll keep going he'll stop um he's 379 years old yeah he and the first thing he does every day is he checks to see if the sun's gone down right it's 6 p.m not 6 a.m yeah uh, that was the thing that was like the shocker but he's still clearly the early riser yes. of the house yeah. so he goes to wake up his flatmates so the first person that he goes to wake up is deacon uh deacon sleeps in a closet which Upside is hilarious. Down, like a bat. Uh, and he goes, Deacon, how was your night? And Deacon says, I turned into a dog and had sex. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that part. <laughs> he goes, okay, okay. House meeting in 15 minutes. So this is their big thing that they're doing today is having oh a house meeting. Gosh. Second guy who goes to wake up is Vladislav. Vladislav. So he opens the door. Vladislav is having an orgy with three <laughs> naked women. Clear, Like classic Dracula reference. Yeah, totally. Um, but taken basically... Like, I thought the aesthetic was taken directly, directly from, from Gary Oldman. The Gary Dracula. Oldman one, yeah. Yeah, for Keanu sure. Reeves. Big time. Um, so closes the door. Like, two seconds later, Vladislav opens it. It just looks like a normal room. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's he's like, there. He's like, meeting in ten minutes, and, and Vladislav's like, twenty. Or something. He shuts the door. He's just the boss. Yeah. Oh, and man. then uh, Viago uh, goes down the stairs to wake up the last roommate, who's... Peter in and, this like stone sarcophagus. Yeah, so he like like shoulders it open, yeah, like, very awkwardly, and grabs. He has a ch- bag with a chicken in it, like a burlap oh, sack yeah, with yeah. a chicken, and then is like 
Peter looks like that Bella Lugosi. like yeah, the first ever vampire, yeah. like huge this, yeah. fangs, like fang overbite. Yeah, this is yeah, definitely like the the old old yeah, black and sleeping white. with his yeah. arms crossed across his so chest great. and stuff. And uh, it's clear that Viago's like kind of afraid of him. He's like Peter. Yeah, it's so funny. Sorry, we're, we're probably going to just be doing the worst New Zealand accents. But it wasn't because he was he was doing a New Zealand his New Zealand accent trying to do a German, German accent. accent. <laughs> so that's the best part. Oh my god, we can't even mess it up. Peter's eight thousand years old. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like Peter. We're having. Sorry, I'm not even going to try to do the voice. Uh, he's like, we're having, <laughs> we're having a house meeting. Uh, do you want to come? And he's like, kind of very tentatively being like, you know, is this a thing that you might be interested in? And Peter just goes, <sighs> and Bianca's like, okay, okay, you don't have to come. And like, kind of shoves the chicken into the sarcophagus yeah. and goes back upstairs. So great. It's like, it's so good. Yeah. It's like me. That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm, I'm Peter. I'll just like toss <laughs> just a, chicken a chicken into your room. Oh man, yeah, that'd be great. So they have this uh, flat meeting, and it's basically there. It's it's a fight about responsibilities, like your typical, you know, meeting of roommates. Like you haven't done the dishes in five years, yeah, and you're, like, you're not holding up your end of the the bargain here. Yeah, yeah, it's um, great. And this is like this is maybe my favorite pun in the whole movie, where it's just like. You know, you haven't done your bloody dishes. Like, we just have bloody dishes everywhere. And it, like, pans over and it's just, like, mountains of dishes just covered in blood. (laughs) (laughs) It's really cheesy. So Uh, good. So then, you know, it does that that sort of documentary-style format where there's, like, individual interviews and then, you know, group shots and stuff. And so um, Deacon is telling the story of how he got turned into a vampire. He was walking by this creepy castle and uh, Peter was the one who actually turned him. Yeah, yeah. It makes it when. this big dramatic thing oh where God, it's like, so great. and then I woke up and I was almost completely drained of blood, and this horrible creature was standing over me, and he opened his wings and blah blah blah. He says, and it was Peter, <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. <laughs> so funny. And Vladislav, um, you know, obviously based on Vlad the Impaler, but like Vlad the Impaler's like lesser known brother, yeah, uh, so Vlad funny. Vlad the. Vladislav the poker because he used to poke people with, with sharp with things. implements? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like Deacon, well, Deacon's kind of described as a rebellious young vampire because he's only been a vampire for a like hundred and something years old. He looks old. like my brother-in-law. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he kept reminding me of my brother-in-law. Oh my God, it's so, so funny. funny. Um, yeah, Vladislav is kind of the older vampire and a bit of a pervert mm-hmm. is how he's described. It's totally true. So, like, part of his thing is it cuts cuts over to Vlad and Vlad's like, this is my torture chamber. And he kind of does this, like, welcome yeah. gesture. And then he's like, oh, but, you know, I only really tortured when I was in a bad place. Mm-hmm. So clearly he's done a lot of personal work and has gained a lot of insight about himself <laughs> yes. lately. And Viago is the pedantic 18th century vampire uh very fussy. Yeah, and a so, bit of a dandy. Yeah, totally a dandy. And so they, him him and uh, Deacon are getting mad at each other, and they, we see our first sort of vampire fight where they fly up in the air and hiss at each other. <laughs> yeah, and then they awkwardly... My favorite part of this is, like, the flying is, is so, so awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, there's none of that sort of, like, suave effortless yeah. anything that, like, yeah. you kind of expect from vampires. It's like they come down from their, their flying fight and, like, Viago kind of lands partially on the table <laughs> and has to, like, kind of nudge himself off and stuff. Oh, it's so good. And then they're cleaning cleaning the house. It's really cute. It's a very domestic scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and Vlad has this great 
um, line where he was like, you know, I, I got I got turned to a vampire when I was 16. That's why I, I'll i look 16 forever. Yeah, except it's Jermaine Clement who's like, you know, must be like in his mid-40s yeah. at this point. And, and he's, he's got like, this like beard and like, like well, life, big mustache. Life was really hard back then. And it yeah. reminds me of that conversation we were having earlier about how like teens in the 70s like looked oh, like yeah, grown-ass adults. Like grown they looked like they were like in their 30s. Yeah, they're, and they're like, all big, giant mustaches. Big, big mustaches. Like, yeah, times were harder, man. Yeah, that would have thrown me off if like the majority of teens in my high school oh. Oh had gosh. had mustaches. Yeah, I would have yeah. been like, what? That's weird. Yeah. it's. Oh my god, I was having this conversation with my brother the other day. I hope he doesn't get too embarrassed about this, but he was like, yeah, you know, I can't wait till I turn 30. I was like, Jake, why, why can't you wait till you turn 30? He's like, well, you know, I was talking to our, our grandfather, and he says 30 was the age when he was finally able to grow full face of facial hair. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah, so great. Uh, yeah. So you learn that, uh, yeah, Vladislav becomes a vampire when he's 16. You learn that Deacon was a Nazi vampire. Not just a vampire. A Nazi vampire. Yes. Which was perfect because there's so many of those cheesy old movies oh about, like, the yes. so-called, like, occult nature of, of like, Nazis. sort of, like, Nazi yeah. mysticism and all this stuff. And so he's like, I don't know if you know this, but the Nazis <laughs> lost the war. And, you know, it would have, it was really hard to be in Germany as a Nazi, and it was really hard to be in Germany as a vampire. A Nazi vampire? No way. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. So, I mean, I also, like, I found it interesting because, you know, when I first saw this movie a few years ago when it first came out, you know, that joke was a lot funnier than it is now. Because mm. there's actually, actually Nazis now? Well, like, in a much, a like, much, much more, more overt way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. They're much more comfortable being public than they True. were even, like... You know, a couple years, years ago, ago, it was it, it would have been like so ridiculous, but now mm-hmm. it's like yeah, yeah. Oh, how times yeah. Change. Now you're kind of like, are you still like what's going on? Here? Yeah. Um, and then Viago came to New Zealand for love. He fell in love with a human girl, but his uh, his familiar, his servant, put the wrong postage on his coffin. It took eighteen months for him to get there. In the meantime, she fell in love and got married. Yep. Uh, but she gave him a necklace, <laughs> a silver locket. Yeah, and he pasted his own face <laughs> in half of it, and the other half has a picture of her. Right. And so he's showing off this necklace, and he puts it on, and he's like, look at this beautiful necklace. And you just see smoke start he's coming up to the of his shirt and his face. He's just, like, it's so trying so hard to be cool about it. It's like, that's how long I could wear it. And he takes it off. Because oh, uh, so vampires funny. can't touch silver. Mm. And then they're playing this awesome music. I love I love how this movie makes a point of, like, trying to really do world building around, yeah. you know, how these vampires are living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it shows, like, not only does it have sort of, like, the overall plot mm. um, and, and the story that they're trying to tell, but it also kind of cuts to these these scenes about just what their life is like together. Yeah. And so one of these things is their terrible house band. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so great. And I think, I think it's, like, a, a bugle, a stand-up bass, and some kind of... Like, stringed instrument, like a, yeah. like a, some kind of luge it's or very weird cool. mandolin or something. Actually, everybody's good but uh, Viago. Viago's uh, yeah. a terrible trumpet player or whatever. It's well, so it's, bad. It's a, I mean, I feel like, you know, if I somebody handed me a bugle and was like, yeah. go for it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be much worse. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But I mean, he has had like 379 years of practice. Yeah, come on he's not, he's not that good. Should be pretty polished. Um, um, so they, they, they're getting ready to go out and because they can't look in the mirror, you know, that makes it difficult to get dressed. So they do sketches of one another to show them like how their outfit looks yeah, and everything. But they're and, all really bad. It's all like, you know, <laughs> it's like how I draw. Kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not my kid. Cause my kid is actually well, amazing. Your kid, you're, yeah. Your kid's drawing. really good. It's like if I were to draw, <laughs> like it's just terrible. Yeah, it's so bad. But they have, they have other ways of doing it too. Like they, uh, they basically put an outfit on, on kind of a frame. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they, like, do dance moves with it to kind of oh, demonstrate how it's going to be God, when they go so out. Good. Uh, but, of course, you know, 
I think Vladislav is like something like 800 years old. Yeah. Viago's, you know, 300, almost 400 years old. And um, Deacon's like almost 200 years old. And so like their sense of fashion is it's, terrible. Yeah, it's, they it's clearly like, are not really in the it's world. It's a mishmash. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. hipsters trying to do stuff from the past. Yeah, so it's like, well, I mean, not but, even. But like they're trying to do stuff in the present. Yeah, there's like at one point Deacon's wearing this like red vinyl ski suit. Oh, so great. Um, you know, they even find that? Lots of like V-necks. They, <laughs> apparently they steal clothing from their victims. Mm. So it's like they have like blood-stained camo pants mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, it's so funny. And and Vlad wears puts something on. And he's like, I like to call this one dead but delicious. <laughs> uh, so they go That's out to the bar, montage. and 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 the 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 joke is is that they have to be invited into a bar. So they keep yeah. going around. They're like, invite us in, invite us in, and the bouncer's like, what? So yeah, because they, they they end up of course looking ridiculous. Like Viago's dressed up like a nineteenth century dandy. <laughs> yeah. like he's just like the cravat like spilling lace all over oh with brooches God. and stuff. So and terrible. Yeah, it's so bad. And we find out there's like 60 to 70 vampires in Wellington, so they, they kind of pass a few, and they're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, they all recognize each other. Uh, they see some, like, little girl vampires, yeah. and they're like, yeah, when you you know, when you know get turned into a vampire, you stay that age forever. So then they meet up with these little girl vampires, and he's like, oh, yeah, you guys going to kill some perverts? And they're like, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. So there's a, there is a vampire bar in town. Uh, so they get invited in, and it's empty and sad. It's the saddest. It's, it's the saddest bar. Yeah, it's even sadder than your your classic sad bar. I know, right? It's the saddest bar ever. There. No, yeah, um, it's wild. And then there's this weird scene where Deacon is like basically ordering up some virgins. Yeah. So he's he, Deacon has currently a familiar named Jackie. Uh, and Jackie's kind of explaining their relationships, kind of a servant-master thing. Deacon's, uh, she thinks, is going to eventually turn her into a vampire, but mm. it's been four and a half years, and she kind of wants it to happen. But Deacon clearly is, is kind of an asshole. Yeah, and just stringing her along. Yeah, and Deacon is funny because he's described as the bad boy of the group, like mm-hmm. the young, rebellious vampire, but clearly he's just a jerk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, so classic. Yeah. Such a classic way for men to read other men. Um, right? So, Interesting. Yeah, Deacon's yeah. like... Yes, I would like some virgins. Uh, I would like, you know, maybe maybe a couple women and, and a guy. And, and Jackie's like, no problem, no problem. Yeah, so then it turns out, you know, they, they're all, you know, they have to eat humans. So they all got to, you know, bring people home or find people somehow. Yeah, so... Viago uh, brings a victim home, <laughs> but he's so fastidious, right? He's so fastidious, and he's so awkward. I know. So he puts like newspaper down under her feet as she's like talking about, you know, like I'm thinking about going back to uni and I want to travel the world first. And like, da da da. He's kind of like, okay, okay, okay. And he's like trying to slide newspaper under her feet, and so he doesn't get the blood on his couch. And he feels really concerned that these people, because they're about to die, that they should have a really good time before they die. Yeah. So he thinks he's being like the awesomest toast. Yeah. And he's like playing his like weird loop thing for her and stuff and she's kind of like oh that's That's nice Uh, and then he like moves her hair aside and she's like oh we're gonna make out and then of course he, he bites her but he hits an artery. <laughs> and it squirts everywhere. It's like, ah! everywhere. It's like a, a, a hose. Yeah. Just like hose it. And he's trying to like get his mouth over the oh stream of blood and stuff. And, oh, he, so and then funny. he's like such a mess. He's so disappointed in himself after. He's just like absolutely covered. And he's like, well, I think she had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really upset with himself for making such a mess. Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, uh, and so then it comes to Vladislav. And Vladislav is trying to hypnotize a victim. So See me. Like straight from Dracula. That's so funny. Like through the... The window and they like the person's like watching TV. Yeah, he's like, trying to be like me. Yeah, he's trying to be Gary Oldman and failing so hard. <laughs> and so he eventually just like kind of taps the window with his fist. He's yeah. like, boom, see me. <laughs> and and uh, the other guys are saying that he used to be able to hypnotize crowds. 
But then he suffered this humiliating defeat at the hand of his nemesis, his arch nemesis, the Beast. The Beast. And then it, like, cuts to, like, you know, like, Gregorian chanting, yeah. like, bomb, bomb. And these drawings like, of, of, like, demons from the medieval times and yeah. stuff. It's so like, great. Really intense. Um, so it's like, you used to be able to hypnotize people, you used to have these massive orgies, uh, used to, like, you know, kill everyone, you know, Deacon says it, it was really cool, um, you know, now he's lost a lot of that power, and he used to be able to transform into all these animals, but now he can't get the faces right, his face always stays human, and, or vampire, I guess, and all this stuff, yeah. uh, so it shows a little bit of that. Then we cut to the dinner party. Oh, that it, this is Jackie's so awkward. Bringing guests to. Yeah. yeah, it's basically like the, the dinner party of your nightmares. It's oh basically how I feel like any time I go to a dinner party <laughs> where I don't know everybody there really well. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. How I imagine it's going to go. Oh my god. So um, Deacon's Familiar brings this couple, uh, and, and she's talking about how you know she has to find people she doesn't like very much because <laughs> you know they're going to get eaten. So uh, she kind of like gets people who were like mean to her in school or ex ex boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. So um, they come and. And, and she, you know, she presents them as virgins. It turns out they're not. And then Deacon's like, you know, I think we drink virgin blood because it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Vladislav says, you know, think of it this way. If you're going to eat a sandwich, you just prefer if nobody had fucked it. <laughs> like, what? Um, so then the, the, the thing is, is they, they serve them like... Why did they keep saying paschetti? Paschetti. I don't know. I've never heard that before. That's how kids I think it's say a New Zealand thing. Really? That's how kids say spaghetti. Paschetti. Like really? The, yeah, that's like a little kid way to say spaghetti. Maybe that, they just maybe they're all turned into vampires before spaghetti was invented. Maybe. I have and, no idea. Anyway, they serve them spaghetti from a can. They just like plop it onto the plate. Cold. But like re- but also like they serve it really ominously. Like, yeah. do you like biscotti? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, uh, I guess. And then they do this thing where they hypnotize them. They're like, How does it feel to eat worms? Which is they admit straight out of Lost Boys, which Molly hasn't seen. I I don't know what it I don't know. I assume it's a Peter Pan thing. What? No, man, it's no? vampire. Oh, my God. Kiefer Sutherland. Who? Just kidding. I know. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's, you should see oh, your face. Oh, my God. We can't be friends anymore. Oh, it's like, it, it's just the cheesiest. See, this is this generational divide. This movie is just demonstrating. Dude, you've, you've watched all these Molly Ringwald shows. Like, how can uh, you Do you know how many Mollys there are all in the world? we got to stick together. Yeah, it's, yeah it's man. All right. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> and then oh, and then they're okay. So there's this weird thing where they're basically like chasing the guy around. Oh no! But wait! But wait! Remember because they do the Lost Boys thing, and then they're like, <laughs> "But we like to take it to the next That's level." Right. And they're like, Nick, who's like you know the guy who got mm-hmm. his biscotti turned into worms. They're like, Nick, now your penis is a snake. <laughs> and he's like, "What? My penis suddenly turned into a snake? Oh, like, <laughs> it's a cobra." <laughs> <laughs> That's not from the Lost Boys. And then they're chasing him around the house, but he's not, like, really running or, or super scared. He's just kind of, like, weirded out. Yeah, which I think is, like, that's such a New Zealand thing. Right. Like, that's such New Zealand humor that, like, <laughs> everything is basically fine, but these people are weird. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's like, they, he sees, like, he sees them, like, eating his girlfriend or the girl he came with, and he's, like, he's just kind of like, like, whoa, that's weird. What's going on? And yeah. then, like... He sees, he like runs around and he sees Vladislav with the body of a black cat but with his own face. And he's like, what? This is totally weird. And then like Deacon is his backpack and like tries to grab him from behind. That was so weird. And you know, they're, they're all coming and it's like, you know, clearly some, (laughs) you know, wild, like dark magic stuff going on. Um, But he like manages to get out and he's like running out of the house and he's like, what does he say? Like weirdos or something? Yeah. 
<laughs> not even anything freaks. Uh, and then Peter, Peter comes out of nowhere, terrifyingly, yeah. and yeah. takes him out. And they were like, oh man, Peter got him, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, so we cut to this great scene where Deacon is like quite... Sexy dancing. Yeah, doing some belly dancing for In, the like, guys. In a white mesh shirt and... <laughs> Like pleather pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. Oh my gosh. It, and doing the sexy snake arms and everything. Yeah. But then a vampire shows up out the window and uh, it's Nick. It's two months later. Uh, does Nick not like have any front teeth? What's up with that? No, I thought he had front teeth. I don't know. He looked kind of weird there. And maybe he just, I think it's maybe the way that he smiles or something. He just doesn't show a lot of. Maybe. Teeth. I don't know. So Nick is the guy who got eaten by Peter. Yeah, right? so Peter turned him into a vampire. Right, right. So, which clearly throughout this movie, like Deacon is clearly pretty jealous of. Nick. Oh my god, so and jealous! I think part of that is because they share the same vampire side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like Nick is just not that cool. Um, but everybody else thinks Nick is super cool. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he. Yeah. Maybe a bit. So he's like he teaches them how to. You know, do some scratching on the gramophone. Yeah, and he, like, you know, manages to get them into the cool clubs. Yeah, into the cool and, bars, finally. Yeah. But, I mean, but it's also this interesting thing where it's, like, Nick clearly wants to be accepted by them. Yes. But also is, like, trying to, you know, show them a little bit about how to be cool in the here and now. Yeah, yeah. While learning from how to be a vampire. Yeah. So, uh, Nick also introduces them to his friend Stu. Right. And Stu becomes, like, the hero of the movie. Everybody loves him. Stu has no personality. None. Not it's even, a, like... Incredible. Like, yeah. how, how do you even do that? What does Wes call him? Interstitial. Because he's got so... He's lacking in personality so much you can just, like, project anything onto him. Yeah. And so they all love him. Yeah. And, you know, Stu, Stu works in computers, but also, like, Nick has a hard time initially not biting him and draining him of blood. Yeah. Partially because Stu is super red. And this is like a, kind of a reoccurring joke is Stu's face. His mm-hmm. cheeks are so red and flushed with blood that like obviously he's super alive. Yeah. And and so um yeah, Nick has to actually come out to Stu, which is yeah. that that's later on, but yeah, it's this weird awkward like coming out thing and and Stu's like, "Yeah, it's okay that you're, you know, a vampire." Yeah. I support that. Yeah. 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 Uh, which you know, Stu seems like the kind of guy that would Support basically anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's interstitial. Not, yeah, not not because he's like yeah a has cool any guy. sort of good politics or, or morals or yeah no he's just he's just, just interesting yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they they go to the cool bar, they leave, and then they run into a pack of werewolves, and the werewolves are hilarious because they're they're obviously like trying to like keep it together. They're like we're werewolves, not werewolves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at one point, you know, they're they're trading insults. It's clear that the vampires and the werewolves have some kind of like you know rivalry or beef or or something. Uh, so, um, at one point, one of the werewolves, uh, calls them a homophobic slur, Mm -hmm. uh, and then gets told off by, by the werewolf alpha, who's played by Reese Darby from Flight of the Concords, which I thought was so perfect. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he's married to the manager. Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he says, you know, we're werewolves, not swearwolves, and clearly, (laughs) like, you know, this is one of those great movies where everybody's a big dweeb. Oh my god, the biggest dweebs. So, like, the werewolves are big dorks, and the vampires are big dorks, yeah, and they're, but they're trying to dork off. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> but they're also trying to be alpha with each other. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, the, the werewolves start sort of getting angry and turning, and then the other guys are, like, you know, getting them to breathe, and, you know, they're just, like, yeah. yeah use your breathing exercises. Oh like, they're also supportive of each other. Yeah, it's, it's so pretty nice. Great. Um, and so, then, yeah, Stu is, is teaching them the ways of the world. They, they get to see sunrises on the computer and pictures of virgins. Yeah, and they, t- they take selfies. Oh, yeah, finally they can see themselves. Yeah, yeah, so they're all taking selfies, and so it's, it's mostly, like, Vladislav just, like, taking all these, like, kind of creepily sort of erotic selfies. Yeah, totally, of course. It's just super funny. Um, 
Because Stu's whole thing, too, is he's a software analyst. Yeah. Which I guess is the most boring job ever. Yeah, for, like, somebody who doesn't do anything with their lives. I don't know. Yeah. So one of the things that Stu teaches them is how to Skype. So Viago calls his old German servant, Philip. Yeah. Uh, and the one has who mailed this, him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and has this, like, conversation about how, you know, he sent him to the wrong place. Uh, and then Philip kind of turns the tables on him and is like, Master, I'm 90 years old. You promised to turn me into a vampire, but I'm so old now. Yeah, and I didn't do anything with my life. Yeah, and Viago's like, oh no. Bye. Oh, crap. Okay, bye, Philip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we see Viago, sadly, outside a retirement village and looking up at this older woman, and you realize that that is his old love, that's Catherine. Right. Yes. Uh, but that's that. We kind of leave it there yeah. for now. Yeah. Uh, and so, meanwhile, Nick loves being a vampire. He loves oh flying. He's telling everybody. He's super yeah, he's telling everybody. He's like, I'm the guy from Twilight. <laughs> yeah. What? Over and over again. Uh, and then he's like, you know, in this, they're clearly like club hopping. Yeah. So he's in this one bar and he's like, I'm a vampire. And the guy's like, Oh yeah, well, I'm a vampire hunter. And he's like, Oh fuck off. Like no, you're not. Huh? But I'll Skype you. I'll Skype you. <laughs> And then he goes into a pharmacy or something, and again, he's like, I'm a vampire. And the guy's like, me too. And uh, he's like, no, you're not. And he's like, show me something. And then and then Nick gets kind of like, you know, because he, he he goes from, like, happy drunk to, like, annoyed drunk. So he just, like, he, he hisses out and, like, looks looks like a total vampire and scares the guy. You know, he's like, he's like, don't pretend to be what you're not or whatever. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then Deacon, of course, is, like, super pissed. Like, yeah. nobody really, like, everybody's like, you can't be flying around the house. You can't let people know that you're a vampire. And Deacon, of course, already has, you know, has it out for Nick. And so yeah. is, is like, you. what are you doing? Like, yeah. you're putting all of us in danger. Like, screw you. And then they start fighting. It's and, the best fight. And then they transform into bats. Yeah. And start bat fighting. And everybody's, bat fight! <laughs> and then Deacon turns human, grabs Nick while he's still a bat, and tosses him. And, and then, like, hits, you know, he hits this, like, this gate and then transforms back into a human. Yeah, that was, was a great really move. good effects there. The effects were actually really good. Yeah. yeah. it's And you're not really expecting it because the rest of the movie is so is cheesy, so cheesy yeah. and is, is done sort of, like, Because they spent like all their budget, budget on these few. Yeah, no, it's yeah, great. Yeah. It's great. It's awesome. Uh, and then so, we're listening to El Condor Pasa, really sadly, in this, like, wood-lined restaurant. Yeah, this sort of, like, diner. Oh uh, and so Nick's, like... Bummed, yeah, um, from losing this fight, and eats some of Stu's fries and gets real sick. Oh yeah, he starts like puking blood. Apparently, you can't eat any. Sorry, we should call them chups because it's New Zealand. <laughs> Whatever. Eat man. some chups. Yeah, uh, and then is like vomiting everywhere, and he oh. he gets even more bummed because he's like chups are one of my favorite foods, and yeah. he can't eat them at all. He's like, I'm, I'm over being a vampire. It's shit. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe the hype, people. So meanwhile, Deacon also is feeling, you know, pissy. Uh, and then goes to Jackie's house, basically, so that he can have someone to boss around. Yeah. Um, and so Jackie's, like, married and has a family. Yeah, that was weird. I yeah. expected her to be, like, this single woman. Yeah, no, and she's like, she don't look this... at him, kids. Don't look at him. Yeah, yeah. Don't look at him, Akasha. Her daughter's name is Akasha. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, and so, like, Nick basically is like, you know, I was about to turn you into a vampire, Ugh. but now I can't because Nick's a vampire now, so I'm going to probably have to add on, like, another 10 years. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, this is bullshit. She gets super mad. She's like, yeah. if I had a penis, I would have definitely been a vampire yeah. by now. Oh, man. She's, she's like, so mad. Has, like, a dick-biting circle jerk or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mad. It's just, like, this, like, pseudo-feminist rant. It's so right. good. And then there's this awkward scene where Viago uh, has a picture of his love, uh, like, inside the the top part of his coffin. Yeah, because, like, now he knows how to use a printer. Yeah, so he closes the coffin, and then, like, he's, like, 
beating off it to it. It's <laughs> so gross. Super gross. <laughs> and then this weird transition. Peter is suddenly, like, burning in the basement. Yeah. So they, like, wake up. You kind of, you get a brief shot of the sun shining, so you know it's daytime. Uh, and they go and they, they open the basement door, and it's just, like, flames and Peter running around on fire. <laughs> Vladislav runs up with, like, a cup of water and, like, tries <laughs> to put him out. Um, but, you know, it's it's too late. He's gone. Yeah, it's it's a fatal sunlight accident. Yeah, yeah. and they get there, there's Turn that, that moment. Yeah, Our friend has just been killed in a fatal sunlight accident. <laughs> I wish we could do. I wish we could do Vladislav's accent because no, it's, it's just, just too, outrageous. Nobody should do it but him. It's so yeah. good. Um, he does. He kind of does that that accent in uh, the Muppets as well. Oh, really? Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's so funny. Um, so it turns out that there's a dead vampire hunter in the basement. The guy that Nick was bragging to. That's right. It's Nick's fault. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it turns out the guy actually was a vampire hunter. He wasn't just saying that. Yeah. Uh, so then Deacon, Deacon loses it. Yeah, Deacon is, like, super pissed and decides he's, you know, he says, I'm going to kill you. I'm already dead. <laughs> uh, so they have this, like, in, like really well done sort yeah, of, a, like, wall ceiling fight. Uh, was this before Inception? I don't know. Because it was a yeah, very Inception moment. Like, yeah. where they're fighting on the walls and then the ceiling. and Yeah, and the perspective is, yeah. you know, all, all wild. That's um, great. You know, at one point he says, get up and stand on the ceiling like a man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's a knock on the door. And it's cops. It's the cops. And they're so funny and polite. Um, and then Viago uh, hypnotizes them a little bit so that they don't see anything You will weird. not notice anything out of the ordinary. Yeah, but he's not really good at it, so they could snap out of it at any time. And, and so, like... Um, like Nick is sort of floating in one corner of a room and, uh, Vlad is holding Deacon who's trying to like kill Nick. Yeah. So they're in this weird position and, uh, yeah. And then there's like this great sort of ominous music every time that you think the cops are going to like become unhypnotized. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point, so one of the cops like shines his flashlight in the corner. He's like, what's this? Yeah. And you're like, like shines him into the corner where, uh, Nick is and he's like, no smoke detectors. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes like that throughout the house. They go down to the basement. You know, they think that the, the dead guy is just, you know, passed out drunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just drunk. Guys, he's not having a good time at all. <laughs> I don't know where his soul is, but where's his blanket? <laughs> just like, you've got to take care of your friend. Yeah. It was, there, there were some good lessons in this movie, I think. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then the cops go back upstairs and Deacon says, let's just kill them. Yeah. And Vlad says, no, no, wait, let's, let's just see what other safety points they have. <laughs> yeah. Great. You know, they found the smoke detectors. There's some flammable yeah, stuff down yeah. there. Let's let's see what else they have to say. Right, useful, useful. And then uh, now they're they're conducting a trial uh, for for Nick because you know Peter's dead. And the the first you know horrible thing he did was bring a human into the house. But then everyone's like, no, 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 we love Stu. It's fine. Yeah, never mind. Cross that one yeah. off. Stu's great. <laughs> and then the second is telling people that he's a vampire, bringing a vampire hunter into the house, and having and getting Peter killed. Obviously. Yeah, and but. Then, what? That's not everything. Yeah, the third thing is that uh, Deacon doesn't like that you wear the same jacket as him and wants you to find your own original style. Yeah, Deacon was really upset about that. Which is which is fair. I know, right? it is. and I think it's like you know, it's this interesting dynamic where yeah. Nick wants to be accepted, and so he's like, you know, copying this style in a more contemporary way. Yeah. But I, I think it's right. You know, if you're not a couple, you probably shouldn't dress exactly the same. What do you mean if you're not a couple? Because couples end up dressing the same. I don't know if you've noticed. I think that's only because your husband wears your clothes. No, it's not just me. Haven't you seen, like, older couples, older than us, who wear, like, matching, like, velour tracksuits and stuff? It's so cute. It's a thing. It's, okay. And it's not just lesbian couples. I'm telling you. 
Okay. So what you're saying is I should get you guys matching velour tracksuits. No, it's got to happen more organically than that. What's more organic than me getting you matching tracksuits? Both of us going out. What if they're certified organic tracksuits? No, we both go out separately and we just so happen to choose the same style. What if I just so happen to be with you, each of you on those occasions? Is that still organic? I guess. I would also compare this to how some dog owners start looking like their dogs. Yeah, that's such a real thing. It is. Oh my God. You have to be so careful when you choose a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why, like, why does anybody get a pug? Right? They're mm. pugly. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not really much of a dog person, but... Just imagine the ugliest dog right now. Just imagine the ugliest dog you think of. That's a pug. That's a pug in your mind. I, I feel like we're going to get our first hate mail because of this. I, I think we have listeners who are Man, we didn't, huge fans if, of pugs. If we didn't get any hate mail after the Northlander... No, then... but this is different. We just insulted a breed of dog that is actually quite beloved by many. I know. I don't know why. Yeah. They're pugly. Fugly, okay, well, I just want you to know that I do not share Molly's Maybe in space endorses no, this ugly message. No, 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 they don't. Uh, where were we? Uh, right, they debate okay. the term indefinitely, which is great. They're, yeah, what, <laughs> yeah. Does, what that, does indefinitely what does that mean? mean? Which is fair. What does right. indefinitely it, mean? Does well, it mean forever? Does it's it an mean unknown amount of time. Not forever. And so Nick is saying, you know, if he's banned from the flat indefinitely, maybe he could come back tomorrow or in a few hours. And they're like, no! <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> no, you can't. And they're like, wait, maybe. Maybe that's what that means. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, in any case, he's banished. Uh, but not before they give him the procession of shame. The worst punishment. And and Viago's like, this is really over the top, guys. Uh, I didn't want this. Yeah. And Vlad's like, yes, you did. Yeah, he's like, he he's like, anything. I said I did. I, I, I asked him not to do this. And, and yeah, he's like, you didn't ask. You didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> so he's that he's that friend who will just like pretend that he's he's on he's your side. really on yeah. your side when in fact just as guilty of screwing yeah. over. So the pro- procession of shame is they circle him saying shame over and over again. Yes. Shame, bad vampire. shame, shame, bad vampire. Then he's out. Yeah. Wow. Um, that was that was rough. Yeah, so a few months pass, uh, and they get an invite to the biggest event of the year, the Unholy Masquerade, mm-hmm. which takes place on the 6th of June at 6 p.m., so 666. Right, and he has to explain that it's 666, just yeah. in case he missed that. Yes. Yeah, They're very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Vlad's really excited because it's his favorite day of the year, and he thinks that this year's guest of honor might be him because he heard a rumor. Yeah, and, he, and he's feeling pretty smug about it, you can tell. He's like, mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, they find out instead that, uh, the special guest is going to be none other than the, the beast. beast. <gasps> and it comes to Vlad who says, the darkest part of my mind is reserved for the beast. Yes. And so, uh, and then I really like this cause Viago's talking about how, uh, he went to one of these things dressed as Whoopi Goldberg from Sister Act 1 and 3. But it was a big flop because uh, vampires don't like nuns. Yeah, so it's just a, a picture of Viago dressed as a nun. So it was like kind of like a really inappropriate costume. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Which is good. And also, he didn't do blackface, which I appreciate. Also very good. I was kind of waiting for that. I was like, eh. but no, it wasn't. He was yep. just dressed just as a dressed nun. as a nun. Yeah. yeah, he could have been literally anybody. Yeah, in yeah. Nun yeah. And then he. So this year he wants to go as Blade. Another yeah, Wes- another black Wes- character. Wes- yeah. yeah. And uh, so he comes out in like a full like long leather so trench coat and, and they're like, Deacon's no. like, you can't be blade. You can't be a vampire hunter. It's totally inappropriate. I mean, but let's be real. That aesthetic is very yeah, cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Ten out of ten would do. But I, I can see how it'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see how it'd be looked down upon. Uh, so in the meantime, Vlad is very depressed. And super old looking. He just yeah. looks like crap. Yeah, totally. Like, like he's aged like two hundred years. Yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, talking about um, 
sort of, like, his history with the Beast and how horrible it is. And then, you know, it turns out, like, you know, he's ranted about this to his roommates before. You oh, know, God, they, so they talk much. about how, you know, he always relays how he fought the Beast on a cliff. I fought the Beast in a swamp. I fought, fought the, the beast, beast in the toilets, toilets. of a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, he, he, so he's not going to the masquerade. He's like, leave me alone to do my dark bidding on the internet. <laughs> I'm bidding for a table. <laughs> I feel like this is just us just like laughing at all of the jokes. Well, because I, well, I, I feel like if we were to make this movie, it would not be significantly different than this. Although it'd be like less, you know, bro-y. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> so fun. All right, so they're at the masquerade. So no, there's not just uh, vampires there. There's also zombies and witches. Yes, but Vlad doesn't come. Vlad's like, no. you guys go without me. Yeah, I can't handle seeing the beast. It's not gonna work. Um, and who's there? Yeah. Jackie. Jackie. So Jackie's been made a vampire. Finally. And she's like, hey, Deacon. And Deacon's like, what are you doing here? You know, this is for vampires. And she's like, I am a vampire. He's like, no, this is for vampires. She's like, I am a vampire. Nick Nick bit me. Yeah. Made Nick. me a vampire. So now he, like, even hates Nick even more. I know. And Stu is there. A human. Yeah. Ugh. Which everybody seems pretty not noticing that that's the case. Yeah. Well, I think they're all con- confused because why would a human be right there? The only other human there is a prize... Like, he's, like, the live meat pack. Right. For He's, like, the 50-50 draw prize. Yeah, classic meat raffle. Yeah. And, and it, it is it does seem kind of like one of those low-budget, sort of, like, community mm. gathering events. That's what I loved about it. Yeah. It was, like, yeah, it was, like, every community hall thing that I've ever been to as a kid. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's great. Um, yeah, and then, so, the Beast is introduced, and it's a woman. Yeah, her name is Pauline Ivanovich, and it turns out that she's Vlad's ex-girlfriend, who he refers to as the Beast, although he says she prefers Pauline. Yes. <laughs> and she once impaled him, and then called him an asshole. Yeah. With a lamppost still through him. Yes. Yeah, so clearly <laughs> he said that they had a very sexually explosive relationship, Yes. but that uh, clearly it was also it's one of those relationships where it's just really intense all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's some great uh, little details. There's a blood fountain there instead of like, yep. yeah, like a fondue, like chocolate fountain or whatever. Yeah, they're all getting to know each other. Like the zombies talking about how like, you know, zombies don't all just go <laughs> with their arms up and like go for brains. And Yeah, it's hard to run that way. Yeah. Uh, and everyone loves stew. Everyone everyone does love Stu. Stu's dancing with everyone. They have, yeah. like, a mirror scene where it's, like, you know, it, it shows Stu dancing in this whole crowd full of people, and then it cuts to the mirror, and it's Stu, like, dancing with himself, and yeah. the one zombie keeping time yeah, and yeah, clapping. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's so good. But then Deacon runs over and asks Nick if he minds if Stu is killed, because people are starting to figure out that Stu is a human, and so yeah. they have to get Stu out. Which causes, you know, this causes a big problem. Yeah. So Stu's, at one point, Stu's talking to the zombie, and the zombie asks him, can I ask you a personal question? Are you pre-deceased? Yeah, pre-deceased. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. so eventually they're they're cornered. Yeah. Uh, and Pauline's kind of like leading the charge. Pauline and her really gross looking current boyfriend. Right, right. And uh, yeah, so they ask what he does, and that's when he explains the software <laughs> a- uh, analyst stuff. And then the beast immediately goes, "He's a virgin. He's a virgin. He's definitely a virgin." <laughs> then somebody else pipes up, "I can smell a virgin from a thousand yards." <laughs> <laughs> but then who shows up to save the day? Well, we don't know. It's mysterious. I know somebody in man. all white with a big flowing furry white cape and oh a God, white yeah. mask, and he says, "Have you already forgotten your former lover?" And she's like, uh, Georgie? 
Clearly, Pauline is living her best life. Yes. I like Pauline a yeah, lot. Yeah, Pauline's great. Uh, but no, he takes off his mask. It, it, it's sort of awkward. It takes him a while to un- undo the ties. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And, but he has that Gary Oldman hair, that like totally sort of like yes. double bouffant middle yes. part hair. That yes. is like so He really incredible. rocks the Gary Oldman style, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and, oh yeah, they're fighting. So he starts yes. fighting the 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 boyfriend, but then Stu stakes the boyfriend from behind, and they're able to make their escape. Yeah, yeah. Stu really pulled pulled it out there. Yeah, it was amazing. Where'd he go, Stu? So they're celebrating, uh, and they're like chanting his name, and they're they're Stu, so happy. Stu, Stu. And then they run into the werewolves again, and it's a full moon. It's a full moon. So the alpha Reese Darby alpha male werewolf is trying to get them all ready to transform because clearly you know it's not one of those things like vampires tend to really love being vampires whereas yeah. where the werewolves seem to very be, like be very sort of emo about it like yeah, they, they don't want to like control be. themselves yeah yeah so they're all trying to like chain themselves to trees and restart like where are your track pants guys like you're gonna rip your your pants yeah you jeans know you're wearing you jeans yeah like all those trousers are gone yeah yeah he's or, getting... no he says you've lost all those trousers guys <laughs> he's getting all mad at them it's great. yeah he's so frustrated he's like you know that like mom of the like seven to nine year old who's yeah. just like really I'm tired of telling really? you yeah. yeah 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 and then um but you know it's a bad time to get get you know sort of like interrupt this uh, but they do and they they all kind of get whiff of of stew and then all of a sudden it's just like a bloodbath like one of the yeah. cameramen gets eaten yeah and then you see stew being like tossed around high into the air back and forth until he's like disemboweled yeah and uh nick's there kind of flying above him being like stew stew yeah. how are you are you okay how are you doing <laughs> And then there's this horrible, awkward scene where Deacon is trying to comfort Nick. Yeah, where he's like, oh, he's probably still upset. He just saw his friend disemboweled by werewolves. <laughs> I should go talk to him. And he's like, you know, it's really terrible. That's what happens. You have to watch everyone you love die, you know? <laughs> and he gives some examples. Yeah, the first example is like, um, you, you know, you trip and you get impaled on a spike. And then it's like, or, or they fall asleep under an autumn pile of leaves. And some leaves fall down and block their windpipe. Or they make the simple mistake of fashioning a mask out of crackers <laughs> and being attacked by ducks and geese, swans. <laughs> <laughs> Such a simple mistake. <laughs> Who hasn't made that mistake? Really? Right? Oh, just don't don't make a cracker loincloth. You're probably good. <laughs> yeah. Oh mash. Uh, yeah. So then he's like, I hope I made you feel better. <laughs> Then the cops show up, and they're like, oh, it's been a dog attack, and they find this poor dog. It's like Border Collie, this yeah. sweet-looking Border <laughs> like, Collie. look what you did. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, this one's gonna have to be put down. This isn't good for the neighborhood. It's certainly not good for the dog. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then there's like this, you know, sad sunrise on a, on a computer screen. Um, but then, you know, they're, they're back in their flat, and then Nick shows up. And Stu is not dead after all. Stu survived. That's right. And is transformed into a werewolf. So not only, you know, did he not die in a freak cracker mask accident (laughs) slash werewolf accident, he's now got a crew of guys that he hangs with. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of brings the werewolves and the vampires together. That's right. Uh, So, like, all the werewolves kind of, like, roll in, and Deacon's wearing this sweater that he's knit himself because he's knitting throughout the whole movie uh that has it's you know a beautiful, like beautiful beautiful it's sweater. actually a pretty sweet sweater yeah. it's almost like a you know how they have like ugly christmas sweaters yeah, it's like an ugly is... halloween sweater oh it's beautiful yeah and it's got this huge full moon on it yeah and so you know they're all making jokes about this full moon sweater and like you know are the werewolves gonna pee on everything yeah yeah and, um but so, you know they're all gonna be friends yeah they're all becoming buds and then it turns out vladislav has gotten back together with pauline mm-hmm. because her gross looking boyfriend has been impaled to death yeah. 
and then you also see this very, very old woman with vampire fangs uh, who's talking about how, you know, all these werewolves seem like such nice, nice young guys. Mm-hmm. And it's Catherine. And Viago has turned her into a vampire uh, so they can be together after all this time. Exactly. And and he's talking about, you know, people questioning the age difference because he's, you know, hundreds of years older than her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's great. It's like four times her age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's 90 and he's four <laughs> times her age. So sweet. Uh, and yeah, it closes out with just like this really cute... Yeah, couple. Everybody's Everybody. everybody's happy. We're good, all good. Good endings. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so how, you know, was that an indigenous movie? That's, that's a great question. Yeah, so, okay, so really, you know, looking at that, um, if, if, okay, so one of the things that, um, we often complain about is that there are many movies and TV shows where there's, there's actually indigenous people, uh, acting in it, but they aren't the ones writing or producing or directing it. Mm-hmm. And, and so the story gets, still gets shaped by the outsider, by the outside view. And, you know, even having actual indigenous people there doesn't make it authentic necessarily. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've been saying, well, we want to have more indigenous people who are directing and producing and writing and doing all that behind the scenes stuff that, to, that guides the story. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But, you know, on the on sort of another take on that, too, okay. is it, you very rarely see indigenous people as anything other than sort of the Indian. Exactly. Um, you know, the only sort of like substantial example I can think of of that is uh, Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. has an indigenous uh, actor who plays, you know, a, well, Just I guess a regular dude, a pre-indigenous yeah. Yeah. guy. Graham Greene in uh, Die Hard doesn't play That's true. You know, yeah. a native. He's just a cop. Yeah, um, or like, well, you know, he might be a native cop, but they don't. Yeah, make a they thing don't. Out they of don't it. make a thing out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that's very rare, right? Yes. Usually, like, if you're an indigenous, if, yeah. you know, actor, or you know, I'm sure too, if you're an things. indigenous writer or director, you're expected to do native shit. And that's right, right, it. exactly. So this actually is a really interesting one because it's you know, at all stages of creation, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's indigenous people doing it, but you know what they're doing is they're satirizing kind of mainstream tropes in a mainstream way. Right? Yes. It's not about, you know, trying to put an indigenous stamp on it. Yeah. Or subverting in indigenous tropes or indigenous anything. Like, yeah. they, you know, he's... Yeah, exactly. But on the other hand, you know, maybe, like, why is it that it has to have something that's recognizably indigenous yeah. in to order be to be indigenous, considered made. indigenous? Yeah, right? yeah. Like, why can't we have just, like, indigenous, you know, directors directing, you know, just action flicks with no native people in it? Like, like oh, oh, Ragnarok! <laughs> It's almost like Taika Waititi might be doing something like that. I know. Or, you know, even like uh, like Don Cheadle, for example, yeah. right? And, like, you know, I think it's, you know, Don Cheadle's obviously a different example yeah. because, you know, he's a black guy as well as being indigenous yeah. and, of course, then has access to different types of roles. That's right. That's where right, also, yeah. you know, is likely getting Whereas, like, West Studi doesn't necessarily. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, these are all things that kind of, like, come up. But I think this, part of the thing that, where, like, one of the things that makes this movie so spectacular is that it does create sort of this open, ambiguous space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for, you know, what is indigenous cinema. Yeah, and I think it's the same with the idea of, like, what is indigenous art, right? Mm-hmm. Does it have to be, you know, based on traditional motifs and, you know, symbolism, or or can it be just, like, a native person making art of any kind? Is that native art, mm-hmm. right? And so, like... Like, you know, it totally depends on where you're coming from with that. If you, you know, it's how you define it. If you decide that indigenous movies and indigenous art must deal with indigeneity in some way, then no, this was not an indigenous movie. Mm -hmm. But if your idea of indigenous movies and art is that native people are doing it, then yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. And I I, I would like to see both. You know, like, like, let's open it up. Let's have, let's have, let's do, you know, the typical... (coughs) 
uh, storytelling stuff. Let's do, let's do like just cheesy action flicks. Let's do, you know, hilarious comedies like this. Yeah. Why, like, why not? Right. Yeah. And this is the thing too, where I think, you know, one of, one of the arguments for the, like, you know, for it to be truly an indigenous work, it needs to be recognizably indigenous Mm -hmm. is that sort of it's almost like a, a certain type of conservatism, right? That fear yeah. that there's something that's getting lost if we're not constantly recreating culture in this way that's recognizable. Yeah, and recognizable to who? Mm-hmm. To whom? Yeah. To, well, to, I mean, mostly to outsiders, anyway. Yeah, and this is yeah. one of the things that I'm wondering about this movie, too, right? Is, you know, there are a couple of Maori actors that we recognized in this, yeah. but there are also some people that I was like, hmm? Mm-hmm. Who are these? Who are these people? Are and also yeah. just like generally, you know, these New Zealanders that they're bringing in. That I'm wondering, like, are these Kiwis that, you know, are these cameos? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, like the woman that Viago brings home and and uh, you know seduces, right, quote right. unquote, so awkwardly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, be, like, is yeah. she very recognizable? What about the cops? Right? Yeah. Are they recognizable actors? Like, yeah, we what, don't know. What is it about yeah. bringing you know people that might be in your community mm-hmm. into this kind of thing as well? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, right. lots to think about. Yeah. But mostly it was tell, just you should, hilarious. You should tell us what you think about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this is, I think this is also a good ongoing conversation it because is. it's something that up until recently we haven't even had access to any of yeah, these Yeah, there were no examples to of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. But then you have the issue of like, what if white people are doing indigenous Stuff like I mean, I make think, it an indigenous thing we've, too. We've, okay. we've seen what that ends up oh looking like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but I mean, you know, I guess the other thing too is right, like because indigenous people have to be fluent, yeah, in whiteness essentially, yeah. or yeah. like settlerness. You know, we can make these movies that aren't, you know. I don't necessarily want to call it stereotypical, but like yeah. I guess like native themes, recognizably yeah. indigenous in ways that like you know are legible across yeah. the mainstream. Yeah. Whereas, but like, the opposite isn't true. It's totally not true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do we rate this right. out of? So, we are going to rate this out of going to the clubs. So, uh, one to five, going to the clubs. One going to the club is the red vinyl one-piece ski suit, uh, which is, you hated it, you would never show it to anybody, it sucked, it was monstrous, you yeah. think that it should be buried in the deepest pit of the earth. <laughs> Five going to the clubs is the similar jacket to your friend, whether or not they like that similar jacket, which is you thought it was fantastic, you'd recommend it to everybody, uh, it was glorious in all ways. All right. Um, I would give it a five, which is, you know, I, I think I'm being more lenient on this because it had no portrayals of indigeneity to critique. They, they, if, if you don't do it, you can't do it wrong. Right? So I just enjoyed it. And um, Taika Waititi is just like adorable in this and is such a dork. And also has great hair, by the way. Yeah, real good hair. Yeah, great hair. I mean, everybody in this movie had great hair. Yeah, the aesthetic was great. It was yeah. funny. Um, I really I really felt like, honestly, it... Yeah, you liked it too, didn't you? Yeah, Wobby, Wobby was into it. Wobby's so into it. She's like, five, five, five. Uh, I, I felt like this was definitely our kind of humor. So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. I had a great time. Yep. Yeah. Um... I'm going to give it a four and a half going to the clubs. There were a couple parts, we didn't actually touch on them, but there were a couple parts where I was like, Ugh, oh, yeah, this yeah. is one of these jokes that maybe is not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. So there were there were a few of those moments, but overall, I agree with you. It was funny. It was funny in a way that, like, you know, doesn't didn't have to rely yeah, on yeah. the punching down. It didn't have to rely on... 
you know, a lot of what we're seeing, particularly coming out of the States Ugh, for yeah, comedy. It yeah. was just, it was cute, it was funny, it was nerdy, it was yeah. awkward. It was, you know, very much, like, very relatable in terms of, like, a flatmate or roommate situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even though, the, you know, it was, like, vampires killing people. Yeah. Even, even those parts were, like, kind of funny like yeah. and cute and hilarious. Yeah, and I think part of it was so relatable is, you know... Everybody feels that way. Like, you go to the cool club and you try to get in, <laughs> yeah. right? You feel like you're wearing, you know, the vinyl one-piece <laughs> ski suit, you know? Or, you know, you invite people that you don't know that well over for dinner and you're, like, <laughs> feeling like, like you're... Your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you feel like you're your serving biscotti. them the, sp- the biscottis. Or you, like, say the wrong thing and you feel like, you know, you've made them really awkward, like their penis <laughs> has been turned into a snake. Um... <laughs> You know, so I think like overall it was it was a great movie. It was a like, sort of like classic New Zealand humor that's sort of like you know irreverent, yeah. like off the cuff, like feels very natural, um, but also like they just don't care about their dignity. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, okay. great, great movie. Yeah, native made, native starred. Is it Indigenous cinema? Who knows? Who cares? It was yeah, fun. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on Otem Su Escuela Kitsikisikok. Métis in space. 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 Otem Su Escuela Kitsikisikok. Métis.